Brilliant. Thank you so much, Yvonne. Uh, really helpful for us all to hear more about that. Um, and I'm going to introduce our third speaker. Uh, our third speaker is, what can I say about this person, really? Gosh, what, um, Christopher is one of the people I, I really thoroughly enjoy spending time with. He's a guy who's really soaked in prayer and really soaked in the Bible. Um, regular member of our eight o'clock uh, eight o'clock congregation a real bedrock of that and somebody who for many many years worked uh, a huge amount with our young people i know he's going to be sharing a bit about his experience and how he prays uh and i think we're all going to learn from what he has to share so uh christopher let me uh, unmute you and um the floor is yours my friend thank you andrew um <clears throat> well i'm keen to offer another resource to help our prayer life. And it certainly played a huge role in my spiritual journey. And it's this, visual aids, Sam watching, visual aids, love. Lots of books, not just books, but who is this man, Sam? It's contemporary Christian literature. And they have helped fuel my prayer life out of all recognition. I'm taking even the example now of Pete Gregg's fantastic book, How to Pray. It's inspiring and it's challenging writing. And I know that I have been led to read and discover from some of the most amazing Christian writers writing today. Wasn't always like that. So I'm going to give a little bit of personal context, slightly embarrassing personal history, but why not? We're among friends. So on my desk here at home, I have a couple of signs. One says, gone for coffee. And that was bought for me as an encouragement for me to shut my laptop and go and do something less boring instead. Another sign on the other side of my desk says, let go and let God. Let go and let God. Five little words, but wow, what an impact they have made on me. And it's still a daily reminder and an encouragement. Sounds simple. Let go, let God. But for me, it's completely counterintuitive. I have spent an astonishing number of years assuming and behaving as if I could control stuff, that I should be in control, that I can do stuff. It was all down to me. If I worked hard enough, I would achieve. I would overcome the obstacles in my way. Such foolish thinking. Agreed. What a mess I got into. Bouts of insomnia, that made me cross, and that helped. Also, I developed a fear of flying, slightly inconvenient. I had to fly to New Zealand for work, not round the corner. And then huge anxiety about a couple of health issues with our kids. Three things that kind of combined to be a massive mountain, though not even I, with my willpower, could get round or get over or even touch. And I remember saying to my wonderful, hard-suffering, long-suffering wife, Carol, I said, I can't do this. 
I was reduced to that. And that was the turning point for me on my current journey. And God used Christian books to rescue me. Well, some members of our home group, who are brilliant, were reading a very interesting novel a couple of years back. And it's this one. It's called The Shack. And it's a remarkable little book, and it's had a huge impact on millions of people. And it tells a dramatic story of a father who takes his family off into the mountains for a vacation. They have a wonderful time until the point where the daughter, his young, pretty daughter, goes missing, believed kidnapped. Disaster, distraught, the family return home. About four years later, the father, Mac, suddenly gets some weird invitations to return to that mountain shack and to embrace the pain he's going through. And there in that shack, he actually meets with the persons of the Trinity. So he meets God the Father, he meets Jesus the Son, and he meets the Holy Spirit, who's a woman. And he's able to shout and rail and listen and go through the whole journey. Well, I read this book with real interest. And in the middle of it, in page 114, I came across this little exchange, which just blew my heart and my spiritual life. Here is Mac, the father, having a conversation with Jesus. And he suddenly says, Jesus, he's whispered as his voice choked, I feel so lost. A hand reached out and squeezed him and didn't let go. I know, Mac, but it's not true. I am with you and I'm not lost. I'm sorry it feels that way, but hear me clearly. You are not lost. Well, those few words in that little book became what is now a huge odyssey for me. Reading and finding encouragement from other contemporary Christian writers has become the fuel for my prayer life. And I've become more and more fascinated by books. But because I'm new to the game, I didn't know who to read. I hadn't a clue who was the current best writer. So I asked God, and I remember distinctly standing in front of a, book a bookshop, Christian bookshop, and there were thousands of titles before me, and I couldn't work out where to go, who were the writers until I got a little God nudge. In fact, quite a big God nudge. And a particular title just made itself known to me. And it kind of reached out to me. And it was this title. I am not, but I know I am. As we know from God's encounter with, Jesus, uh, with Moses, I am is the name that God calls himself. So to read a whole book saying, I am not, for me, I am lost, but I know I am, has really continued to open journeys for me in my prayer life. 
that I don't think I would have come to without the deep joy of books. So I want to encourage you, maybe next time you're in a bookshop or as you can't go to a bookshop, go to Eden, a really good online Christian resource. And there are others. And, and just give a go, have a look at the titles and see whether God is nudging you in a particular way for a particular title. Because there is so much wonderful contemporary Christian literature out there that I think can become a fuel for your prayer life. Amen. Amen to that. Thank you so much, Christopher. Yeah, let's uh, show Christopher some appreciation. Uh, I'm going to pop you back into the right view so I can see you all. Um, yeah, yes and amen to all of that. Derek's giving you a big th thumbs up. I like that. Um, Thank you. Questions for Christopher? Uh, pop your hands up on the screen and we will come to you. Uh, Christopher mentioned eden.co.eden, as in the uh, garden of.co.uk. They're a fantastic online Christian bookshop. When the shops reopen again, there's a, a Christian bookshop on Par in Paravale. Yes. Just up the road. Um, and depending on which good day you go, they have quite a good selection of stuff. Um, St. Andrew's Bookshop is another big one uh, online as well, where you'll find stuff. So any questions for Christopher? And equally, if, you, if you're kind of in the mood for kind of going, oh, I'd like to get a good Christian book on X, um, you know, ask me, ask Christopher, ask Helen, um, all you know we kind of eat lots of christian books between us and um always happy to make recommendations so i think the first hand up i saw was sam and ruth let me unmute you what's your question for christopher thank you christopher that was wonderful thank you very much well, i have you. read the shack but of those other books that you held up is there any one in particular that you would recommend someone who feels that they're starting out on their prayer journey? <clears throat> it's very difficult because we're all on different journeys, Ruth, as you know, and therefore what works for me may not work for you. So I hesitate about recommending a specific title because the, the themes in books are as varied as we are. So you may be interested in prayer and Pete Gregg, I think, writes really well. And he's written other books. So if Pete's writing appeals to you within this Lent course, then why not have a look at a couple of his other books? Because you will enjoy his style if you already have done. But on prayer, there are, as Sam knows, there are hundreds of different books on prayer that written from all sorts of points of view. There are books on spirituality, there are books on the spirit, there are books on who is Jesus, there are books on the Bible, how come the Bible, it just goes on and on and on. So I, I think play the game, Ruth, of looking, go on to Eden, and you will be able to see and taste little snapshots from a chapter, read a little bit, and then think, does this, is this stirring me? Is this speaking to my soul? Is this stirring my spirit? In which case, that might well be the book for you. And if it doesn't, move on to the next one. Yeah. Okay, that's great. Thank you. Thank you. I've got one for you, Ruth. This is um, one of my favourite authors, a guy called Richard Foster. 
Uh, this book, he's written a book that's actually just called Prayer, but actually this is probably his most famous work. It's called The Celebration of Discipline. And in it, there's a, a chapter on prayer, but there's also chapters on meditation, simplicity, solitude, um, some of the other topics we've touched on tonight. And each chapter is not hugely long, so it's a really good kind of um, overview on lots of different bits of spiritual disciplines uh, and a really easy read. And, good, and, and if you like, if you kind of like, again, like Christopher said, if you find an author you like his style, I think he's, I think there's definitely, I'm just checking with Susie who's sat over there. He's written one, I think it's actually called Prayer. Yeah, um, and again, put it in the Zoom Susie's put it in the chat as I'm well. I'm as many of your books down, Christopher, as I can. Yeah, so we've got like nearly every book Christopher has mentioned. Susie's logged the titles in the in that. <laughs> so um, again, I'll remind you all how to save that at the end. Thank you. Anyone yeah. else with questions? For Christopher, that is, as opposed to in life. Fab. Well, if you ever want a good book recommended, we now know exactly who to head to. 